0: is another episode of the infinite banter podcast what is going on i am mark Jolliffe aka dj Soundwave. got a big show today got my man from the get fresh crew the legendary dj himself chill will man excited for this one so before we talk to chill will and get the show started let's do a quick sponsor read today's episode is brought to you by db db is a scandinavian brand that makes backpacks and bags to help people on the move stay ready for anything from the streets to the peaks db's gear is travel-tested by some of the world's best athletes, adventurers, and creators. Over the past decade, DB has designed and developed released and refine the best bags in the market. With DB's patented hookup system, you are able to attach smaller products to your backpack, roller, or totes. And, you know, especially now that traveling's starting to come back. You can't put everything in an overhead. You gotta have some DB equipment with you to make sure you get everything to where you're going and back. We are teaming up with DB to exclusively offer our listeners 10% off your next purchase by using the code POD10 or going to the link in our show notes. DB, it's time to move on. Time to get going. Once again, you're listening Listening to the Infinite Banter podcast. Thanks for checking out the show. I am DJ Soundwave, better known by my government name, Mark Jolliffe How you doing? <laughs> Man, I'm so pumped for today's show. If you have not heard our last episode, and that was a really fun one too, my guy Zilla was on. We talked about his new album, Vegas Vic. We talked about the legacy of Michael Jordan. We talked about the Bears and their horrible quarterbacks over the years and a lot of fun stuff, man. So definitely go back and check out that episode. And if you have not heard that album, Vegas Vic, definitely need to go out there and check it out. It is really good. We got a couple songs in that podcast for you to get you excited about it. But Yeah. Salute to Zilla Rocka and Vegas Vic. Had a lot of fun with that episode. Today's show, we got, man, this right here, you know, legendary status. When I was a kid, my introduction to hip-hop music and culture, as far as I can remember, had to be Lottie Dottie. That was a jump-off point, and from there on, you know, it was a rap. and I'm right here talking about it in 2021. I was like a nine-year-old kid in like 85, I think it was, when I heard that song, so... It's just it's just crazy, and uh, if you'd have told nine-year-old me that I'd be talking to Chill Will one day, I would have been like, man, <laughs> you gotta be kidding me, this is awesome. So, I'm gonna talk to Chill Will about the Get Fresh crew, about Dougie Fresh, Barry B, Slick Rick, just so many stories and so much to talk about, Chilltown Entertainment and his, his booking company and promoting and everything, just a lot to talk about with him. I wish I would have known when I talked to him about this milk crate challenge because I didn't know about it till you know, a day ago. And this is, this is ridiculous. I've <laughs> seen a couple of these videos. Maybe you guys have too. I have a bunch of milk crates. They're in my storage. I use them mostly for uh, records and such. I probably got about 10 of them. I don't think I could do a whole setup like they do, this whole like Mario Brothers thing that what they do where you come up the stairs and come down the other. It's sad to see because these milk crates need a good home. I don't know why they're using them this way. And uh, my guy, JF, who was on the show a few uh, episodes back, I saw he had a video out on Instagram where he's talking about uh, it's all Serato's fault because these these crates don't have anywhere to go. You know, it used to be a big deal. My man DJ Real One knows about this. You you saw a milk crate, you grabbed it. It was it was like gold. You never let those things just sit and you kept them and then if you got the right one you know you could put the records in right into the crate with no problems a lot of the ones I had you had to put them in like kind of sideways because they weren't quite like 12 and a half inches you know wide or whatever but yeah you got to keep those milk crates man I I, it's kind of uh, it's kind of rough it's funny seeing these videos but it's kind of sad seeing these milk crates uh you know they used to be they used to be more important. Now they're just a gimmick for some really awful fad that's going on. Also, in the show, I want to talk about The Walking Dead. It premiered. Talk about it at the end of the episode. If you haven't seen it yet and you don't want to know about it, don't worry. It's going to be way at the end, and I don't know if there's anything to even spoil from it. But anyway, let's get right into it. Talk to my guy, Chill Will, from the Get Fresh crew. You can find this show on all digital platforms specifically places like Spreaker, which is now the home base of the show, but also on iTunes, Spotify, CastBox, Deezer. Places like that. You can go on YouTube, see clips from past guests, and you can follow the show on all social platforms like Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Infinite Banter Podcast. All right, without further ado, let's get into it. Let's talk to the one and only DJ Chill Will on the Infinite Banter Podcast. And before we start the show, it never begins until the one and only, the King himself from Queens, DMC, says this
1: Yo, yo, what's up? This is me, DMC, the K I N G, the greatest MC in history. And right now, you're listening to Infinite Banter. Because we will banter on forever. Because this is the only place for all of y'all to ever be. I B Infinite Banter. All
0: right, before we talk to DJ Chill, will let's go ahead and play a song from one of my all-time favorite albums period. I mean, I love this album to death. It's Oh My God, Dougie Fresh and the Get Fresh Crew from 1986. We talk about it a lot in the interview, and a couple tracks from that album that we specifically talk about. One of them is called Nothing. We're going to play that one right here just to get you guys in the mood, get you ready, and it's along the lines of Lottie Dottie, no instrumentation, Just Doug, providing the music and the beatbox and of course chill will and barry b doing their thing cutting it up just uh, one of the all-time great songs and i love this album if you've never heard oh my god in full definitely go check it out as soon as this podcast is over Go find it. It's only 40 minutes long. This podcast is longer than that album. So <laughs> all right, let's get into it. From Dougie Fresh and the Get Fresh crew, this is nothing. And on the other side of this, we'll talk to one of the members of the Get Fresh crew, the one and only, the legendary DJ Chill Will on the Infinite Banter podcast. Let's go. We
1: the willing, led by the annoying, are doing the impossible for the ungrateful. We have done so much for so long with so little that we are now qualified to do anything with. with. it. Say what? Stop it. I can't hear you. All right. The wrong thing. W fat boys.
2: I'm here on infinite banter and we're going to rock the house.
0: Tuned into the Infinite Banter podcast. I am DJ Soundwave, and man, right now I'm honored to be joined by a true legend in hip hop. He's a producer, a booking agent, platinum hip hop artist, Chilltown Entertainment. You know him from the legendary Get Fresh crew with Dougie Fresh and Barry B. The one and only, the maestro himself, DJ Chill Will's on the podcast. What's up, man?
3: What's good,
2: man? What's good, man? How's everything
0: good, man. All this right? is just, yeah, dude. All right. Yeah, this is this is All great. Right? Yeah, you gotta throw a Dougie Fresh joint I in there right up the top. It, man. Yeah, this is just uh, right. man, you have no idea, man. I'll just tell you right up the top just to gas you up a little bit. The whole reason why I like hip hop music is because of Lottie Dodi. I mean, that's the song. Wow, that's the jump off point wow. for me. I was like ten years old when that joint came out, and I right, might have heard right, the clean right, version. Yeah. I'm not sure which version I heard first, but.
3: <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> that's why <laughs> okay.
0: that, that's where it all started for me, man.
2: Wow. And, you know, before we put Lottie Dottie out, we had been doing it for over like maybe a year before we even put it on record.
0: Really? You know? Yeah. So
2: we started not to put that on record. Our manager made us put that on record. He's like, you got to put that. On. Yeah, I've been doing it so long. You right. might as well make it a song you know we had just did it in live shows we never did it on we never we had no plans on putting it on right
0: just thinking of the mm-hmm. concept of having no instrumentation whatsoever just beatbox right. and rapping on on a it's just well you i mean i'm sure you guys didn't really think about it at the time but it's revolutionary if you think about it
2: right 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 Oh, uh-huh. exactly it was crazy <laughs> yeah
0: and, and like you said it was something you guys did on stage and then to put it on a record and then of course every, the rest and is history
2: it right a, it just took a life of its own yeah you know because you know we would see the reaction from it live once, you know when we did it live but when we started recording we never even thought about putting that on a on a record you know and he said just record it and we like it we like it we don't like it we don't like it and it, it came out good so we were like let's go
0: Man, the early days <laughs> of hip-hop. That's a lot of it. I mean, a lot of those songs back then. I mean, I have to imagine that's some of the similar conversations right. people were having behind the scenes in the studios and such.
2: Our only regret with that was that we wish we had made that two songs, because that was the B-side to the show, you know? Yeah. And we was like, they were like, that was strong enough to make, we could have <laughs> did a whole other record You know, with that, right. you know? Yeah, it was crazy. That's true. They it but, did what it did. Yeah, you know? you're right.
0: It's probably the best single of all time, if you think about the A and the B-side. I mean, it's hard to argue which is the better song so
2: man right right exactly mm-hmm. <laughs> man Crazy.
0: Uh, yeah like I said yeah. that song I heard that and uh that and Crush Groove and I was like that's it I- I'm done you know <laughs> I still like Michael and Prince but upset. this is this is what I'm into now this is this is what I'm, what I'm, <laughs> I'm right. putting the Duran Duran record right, away right. and this is what I'm into now
3: <laughs> right right, right.
0: salute to those guys I still like them all but <laughs> Man, how did how did you and Doug and Barry and Slick Rick how'd you guys all meet? Is there like a story behind it? Is it you know how did you guys all get together?
2: Okay, the original our original setup was just me and Doug. Me and Doug met in high school, so it was just the two of us. But we had no equipment. You know, we couldn't we couldn't really practice or do anything. We just became a, a group. We just became two people trying to do something. But right. you know, we had no way of doing anything. So we we had a friend, uh, I'll just give you the short story as opposed to, you know, so we, me and Doug had been doing this together for maybe a year and a half before we even met Barry. And then we met a friend of ours named Pop, took us over to Barry's house. He said, Barry got equipment. He got, he played music. He's going home all day. So all he does is DJ all day. That's it. You know, he would be a good guy for y'all to go set up with. So he had his own group. Barry had a group called the Devastating Three. And nice. he was actually a rapper. He wasn't the DJ. It was, he. the Devastating Three was Barry, Magic D, and Kid West. Those were the three rappers.
3: Gotcha. And they had,
2: a, a, somebody, they had this guy Vaughn DJing for them. And that was their group, you know. So Barry was actually a rapper first. He wasn't a DJ, but Barry was just really, really good as a DJ, but he'd rather rap, you know? So we used to go over there and practice with them all the time. It would be me and Barry DJing for them, but Barry would never rhyme while we were all together. He would always DJ. But when they did their stuff, he would run. We were all in high school at this time, you know. So as we graduated from high school, they went to college. Devastating 3, they went all went to college at the same time. So Barry was just kind of by himself. So he's like, yeah, we just, Barry's too nice to just leave him out here with nothing, you know, with, with no one, no group, no nothing. So we put him down with us. You know, and then and the, you know the rest is history yeah. from there as far as he's concerned. You know, he's just been down with us ever since. Right. You know, and just never looked back. And then Doug met Rick at a hip hop contest at in the Bronx at the um, Cadet Center, and Rick was rhyming, which which is crazy because a friend of mine named Donald, his, his name we call him Dandy Don, he was in a group, and Rick was rhyming with them. Now this is back in the eighties, like the early eighties. And I didn't know Donald in, you know, but he was Rick was rhyming in the group with them in that contest. And Doug said, yo, you got to hear this guy, Rick, blah, 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 whatever, whatever. So he him and Rick got together again and he brought Rick to my house. And we had a drum machine, we started playing beats and Rick started rhyming and Rick was phenomenal. Yo, he had us laughing. My house was filled with people. Right. You know, people he was like, Yo, you gotta come by here, this guy. You gotta come by here. But you know, Doug keep inviting people by, but you don't realize, yo, we're in my room at my mother's house. You know, <laughs> so we ain't in my house, you know, we're not we're not in my house where you can go upstairs, you can go ahead. We're in my room, my my bedroom at my mother's house. It's like twenty five people in here, you know. <laughs> So we're in there, Rick is rhyming, we listen to it, we all laughing, and then Rick comes with his people, you know? So we got my friends there, Doug is inviting people here, Rick comes with his people, so there's a bunch of people it's in
0: there It's like the, the show, fever in there you know? or something, <laughs> yeah, in a, your a, house. It's like
2: a party. <laughs> it's a party going on in here. It, it's, it's crazy right now. Rick was rhyming, he did a, a whole bunch of uh, rhymes that were like along the lines of Lottie Dottie and, you know, that kind of stuff, because that was Rick's thing, but it was kind of something that we never heard before, even I think that's... that's... That's why Lottie Dottie was so strong and the show because Rick's voice and his cadence and all of that was kind of like new, you know, to hip hop. And plus he had an accent, you know, so it made it was all like, wow, this is all kind of brand, new, you know, so it was new to us. You know, we were listening to it. So we was like, yeah, we got to do something with this. And then we started going out, you know, doing shows. Because before we made records, we actually did shows. That's why our shows sometimes are, you know, we our showmanship is a lot, is a little different than most, you know, because yeah. we started out with shows before we did records. Right. You know, we, we, we put a lot into our shows. And we look back at, if you look back at like the Sammy Davis Jr.'s and Uh, Frank Sinatra and all of that, you know, they worked forever off of just shows. It didn't really have nothing to do with the song. You know what I'm saying? As much, they can go do Vegas for five years at a residency just based off stuff they made 20 years ago. You know, and we was like, yo, your show is good. You can work forever because once the record is over, people still want to see you because your show was phenomenal. And our thing was always to give people an experience show wise instead of just doing your songs because anybody can just get up there and do songs but we're going to make we want you to walk away with an experience like yo that was crazy i don't i don't know what i just saw but it was bananas you know what i'm saying or whatever so that was always our thing even from back then and then rick got down with us it was the four of us and then we finally decided to try to make a record so when doug made beat street he took that money and we went in the studio and made the show and la -di di wow you know that's and that was the beginning of so that was my. That was where my 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 adult life started. <laughs>
0: <laughs> right, because you're like what eighteen, nineteen years old, and this is all yeah, happening. Yeah, like right?
2: nineteen, nineteen years old. Yeah, wow. Exactly, eighteen, nineteen. You know, And then the show came out, and we we never looked back from there. We still we just kept going from there. That point on, you know. But a lot of people don't realize the story is that Rick was down with us, but he was not in our group so to speak we were a group but not it's only because that's the first song you heard from all of us right that it made it like that was a group but we actually Rick was still a solo artist at that point you know so when he left people thought he left the group but it really wasn't that you know it really that it was just time for him to do his own thing now you know right so it was uh, it was, you know, back then it just looked that way. And we kind of wish it would have stayed that way. But, you know, Rick kind of wanted to do what he wanted to do. And that was not, we had no problem with that. So it was really no animosity from anybody with our situation. We were all good. You know, we was like, all right, you know, it is what it is. I just wish we could have did a whole album together. You that would have
0: been something. But, that would have been something, man.
2: Yeah, that would've that would have been phenomenal. Could you imagine if the show and Lottie Dottie and Children's Story and Mona Lisa so all of was on the same album? Oh my you know god,
0: man. Uh, <laughs> Blow my mind right there. Yeah, I mean think about the on the strength of those two songs. I mean, imagine five or six more. I mean, it's just crazy. Right, exactly. It's just crazy.
2: Yeah, that, that album would have been bananas, you know, or whatever. But, you know, Rick wanted to do, you know, his own thing. And we had, we were doing our own thing. And so we all kind of just did what we did, you know, and then we just moved on. And everybody started doing their, their projects, you know. We had a project, which was the Oh My God album. That was our project. And then Rick went on to do children's stories and the, the great the, the adventures of Slick
0: Rick. Right, and he's know? on Def Jam, you know. I mean, like, the, at the time, right, the greatest he, label, you know, in hip hop right. history right there. I mean, there you go.
2: Exactly. Exactly, you know, so it, was a, it, was a, it was a beautiful thing, and to, I mean, we all still friends till today. You know, we perform together and every, you know, still till this day.
0: Yeah, so it's a beautiful thing. Yeah, I mean, uh-huh. I, you brought up something that's really interesting because I've had, you know, Cool Rock Ski on here and Cool Kim and others, and they've talked about how back then. The stage show was first and the albums came second and like you just said right you had to be yep. nice on stage before you could put a record out and then the record right. would help build you know the the, the audience and everything then yeah. The
2: records were just a vehicle for you to perform it gave you something to do on stage <laughs> you know so basically that's what the records were for us it just gave us you know something to do like it gave us songs to to actually perform because we would make up stuff and do stuff off of other people's songs or other the different records break beats all kind of stuff so we would all put something together but we kept it exciting and then after we made our own record it just turned into a whole nother thing you know because now everybody knows this stuff right you know because you hear it on the radio man you know
0: and it's so different now. I mean everybody's putting out music <laughs> online but you know zero oh, yeah, yeah, zero yeah, yeah, chance of exactly. ever seeing them on stage or you know they don't have that experience. I'm not trying to right. knock them or anything. It's just different. It's just different now.
2: Right. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a whole different I mean everything is different now. Like, you know, it's really nothing is the same as it was then. Like if you want to put out a song, like I can make a song right now while we're talking and put it out. It could be out tomorrow, <laughs> you know, on YouTube.
3: Nice. Right. <laughs> you
2: know and and on so spotify or you know whatever i can have a I can have this song out tomorrow you know yeah then before you know you have to put an album together and you got to get it mixed and mastered and blah 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 and this and that and wait and, you know it'll take you a whole year to do
0: out you right. know
2: people are doing complete albums in three four days
0: it's crazy it's like in reverse you know
3: <laughs> it's right it's, it's so crazy and, man. And,
2: exactly <laughs> mm-hmm. and singles and everybody's a single person now people don't I'm not really buying the entire albums anymore I'm just putting out singles and just take people just taking that you know it's a whole different situation now you know uh, but it is what it is you know i right. guess it, it has to change i feel like everything has to evolve into something or it will it will fade away just like hip-hop i think hip-hop no matter what if you like it today's hip-hop if you don't it still had to evolve into something because you cannot stay the same and we all get older. You know, as we get older, you know, people are gone. There are a lot of people that were here that are gone. So if you just keep staying that way. It's 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 never going to change. It's going to die out because it's like, all right, how much can I hear the same thing over and over again? Because it's different people, but it's everybody doing the same thing. To me now, everything is kind of like the same. You know, it all kind of sounds the same. You got a few people that spread out, but there's a lot of similarities in, in a lot of the music today, you know, and that keeps it, it's not, it doesn't seem as broad as it did back like in the eighties and nineties
3: yeah. where, you
2: know, Big Daddy Kane didn't sound like KRS-One, who didn't sound like Rock Kim, who didn't sound like E.T.M.D., who didn't sound like Dougie Fresh, who didn't sound like Slick Rick. You know right. what I'm saying?
0: Yeah. You had a lot yeah, of different was, uh, styles, you know, like Fresh Prince or you had Brand Nubian. I mean, not everything was in right. the same you're, lane. You're,
2: you're right. Public Enemy, you know, everything is just different. I and mean, then you have groups that did, like you could say Public Enemy, X-Clan, That you know, those are all kind of the same type, but they, even those people were different, right? you know, <laughs> you know, Completely. so it was just so, yeah, it's just so many different um, ways to go. Like you can pick from so much of a variety, you know, what it is, but you know, different sounds, different drum sounds, different sample, different, you know, every, it was just a lot of different. Now you get an 808, it's like in every single song you hear, <laughs> 808 under it, you know? So yeah, it's different, but I, I, I always say it had to go somewhere, so that it can be different because my kids love this stuff you know right they love they can listen to this all day and it's a beautiful thing because that keeps that keeps the genre going you know and it's just like when my mother heard our song she was like eh, "I can't <laughs> really, <you know." laughs>
0: and clean up the living yeah, room when you guys I'm, are done you know it's like <laughs> right uh,
2: exactly i'm like we got the number one song in the country right now yeah but i need them dishes washed right here, you know <laughs> you better find that
0: palm olive you better get back here <laughs> right
2: i could care less right now you know? So, I don't know
0: what Lottie Dottie we, means, but it's time to clean up. Yeah, I,
2: know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. the only show you're going to be at is around this kitchen here tonight, cleaning up these dishes. <laughs> there it is.
3: <laughs> yeah, you
2: know, she could care less, you know, about it or whatever because it just wasn't what she considered you know, what what she came up on. You know, it's not Sam Cooke. It's not, you know, that's that's her interpretation of what she thought music was. But, you know, everybody has their own, their their personal agenda with it, you know, and I, I can appreciate all of it, you know, because it's just like I like some of the stuff today But it's just like any day I, It was even back in the day You go back to the 80s There's stuff in the 80s I didn't like You know Yeah So everybody's gonna like What they like Right And not like what They don't like You know So it is what it is Yeah
3: Yeah
0: My Ooh. my daughters too And I have no idea What she's listening to In five or six years Right now It's all just <laughs> You know Right <laughs> Sesame right. Street songs Which I'm cool with But I don't know
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Exactly <laughs> but, Exactly Man Talking about how times have changed mm-hmm. Being a DJ, a couple things I got to ask you. For one, just the the idea of two DJs together—that's just to me just right. blows my mind. And you don't see, you hardly ever saw that as far as I can remember. Like Jurassic Five had two DJs doing live shows and on record. What was that like with you and Barry? Right. Like the dynamic between the two of you. Like how would you guys? divvy up like the responsibilities like or I'll cut on this one or how does that work as far as recording and uh, performance wise that's probably a loaded question but just the idea of two DJs on stage is just uh, it's amazing to me man well
2: we were the first To do two DJs. That's what I thought. Yeah. Like, there's been two DJs, like, you know, there's been groups that have had two DJs, but not at the same time. You know, we were the first to do it at the same time, like, where I wasn't waiting for Barry to finish. Then I get on and do something, and then he gets on. We had two sets of turntables set up. You know, we both had our own set and we would do stuff, but it was because when we started doing our show, it was just things that a DJ couldn't do, one DJ couldn't do to keep it going. You know what I'm saying? Like, Doug will want to change something immediately. Like, Doug is very, very big on audibles. You know, like, he'll turn around and be like, don't do this, do this. Now, sometimes you could be ready for something else, and then you don't, you're not really hearing what he said, (laughs) but I may have heard it. Right. And I'm saying, okay, I got it. Don't worry. I got it. And when it's time to go, I told Barry, don't play that. I got this. And he'd be like, what are we doing? You know, like, we're doing, this is all going on stage in front of an audience, you know? And we got it, and I, like I got it, we're going to keep it going. And then sometimes I can't, you know, this is before Serato and all of that. So you got to get a record off, find a new record, put that record on, yeah. you know, and all of that stuff. That's so right. Was, the technology is you know, so old.
0: different back then, you know, trying to throw that record yeah, on the, technology out of the crate. so
2: different. And, and you ain't carrying everything like you are yeah. now. Now Doug be asking for songs, he be asking for songs because he feel we just can pull songs out of the clear blue sky. You know what I'm saying? Like, hey, <laughs> this is what I want to do tonight. I want to do this. And basically, we have that. You know what I'm saying? We'd be like, all right, yeah, I got it. If I don't, I could download it right now, right before the show or at the hotel. You know what I'm saying? Now if we were now back in the days, he said, Yo, I want to play this Stevie Wonder record. You know, let's do happy birthday because it's so and so's birthday. But like we didn't bring that. Right. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> we don't have that. That's not here.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, that's not gonna happen.
0: <laughs> yeah, see that's a so, te- the technology is advanced in a way that it makes it easier for someone like Doug to do a show, right? Yeah.
2: Right. Well, he could pull from anywhere. Yeah. You know, he could just say, I want to do that. I want to do this. I want to do that. Uh, Let's do this. Let's change up the whole beginning and do this. And we have all those songs, you know, because in your computer now, you know, you're walking around with thousands and thousands of songs now, you know, so we can change it all up at the drop of a dime. You'd be like, all right, let's let's do this. Let's just pull this out of nowhere. And we make it happen. Right. You know, so it's a different thing now. So, but back when we started, it was like if I had a song on both turntables, and Doug want to go to something different, we could do it because Barry would have something on the other side. You know, he would keep it going. So, if if it was just me up there, I, I'd be like, I can't do that because I can't play this song, play this song, and then three seconds later right. get to another part of the song. You know, first I gotta find the record, put it right. on, find it with the needle, <laughs> put the needle. On. It's a whole, it's a whole production. You know, with back then, but it, it's a little easier now. But we still uh, do it the same way and then on on records if you listen to the show right act just to take one song if you listen to the show in the middle part there's a the part where we're cutting and the part is like that's me and barry cutting at the same time
3: that's together. crazy we're
2: both we're both cutting and this was not the way it was supposed to be mm-hmm. it was me cutting I was cutting on the song and then Barry was cutting on the song and we were just going to figure which one we're going to use, which whatever, whichever one was going to be the best one, whichever flowed better. That's what we were going to use. So as we're listening to it, uh, the engineer, our engineer name was Ali. He actually had both of them playing at the same time, but not on purpose, just by mistake. Cause he's doing something else, like messing with some knobs or something or something and they're playing. And I'm like, yo, pin that and let's see what that sounds like. And then we start doing it, and we, you know, we pay and stuff. Nothing. It was like, yo, this don't sound too bad. Right. Together. Like, we can keep both of these up and do it, and it'll, it, it sounds pretty good to me that as we all listen to it, we kind of mixed it down where it would sound good together, and it's like, that's actually both of us cutting at the same time.
0: Man, I'm never gonna hear you that know? song the same again now that you told me that. <laughs> I gotta go back and listen to it. Right.
2: So that's actually both of us cutting at the same time, and then, you know, we had a song called Nothing. That's Oh, opens
0: opens the album, yeah,
2: right, right. You know, it's it's um, you know, it's all good. Like we have, you know, that was like a song we did where we're just cutting and and as just the beatbox. There's no music in it, no musicians, nothing. It's just Doug over the words and Doug doing over his own beat. You know, he's basically doing lottie dottie himself. <laughs> like, yeah, there
0: is no thing. music. I just realized that it's just uh, <laughs> the, the nothing, nothing, and then yeah, and Doug doing his right. thing, right?
2: Right. Then Doug doing the beat and he's doing the vocals, and we're just cutting the song called Nothing. So now in shows when we do it, we do it together. It's like nothing, nothing, nothing. and we go back and forth, and you know, we do it. A whole different kind of way now, you know, but that's just like something we incorporated as we go along. So there's been a lot of stuff that we do that was it was it was not going to happen with one DJ, you know, and and stuff that we can say we can do. But if it was one DJ, we'd be like, well, that can't happen.
3: That's crazy. With
2: us, it can happen, you know. I'll make it happen because we can do that. Yeah, and now that Serato is here,
3: it's even better. Man,
0: <laughs> <laughs> you get a third one, though. No. <laughs> <know.
3: laughs> right. <laughs> no, yeah. I like I put that's not like <laughs>
0: it's not like you're a relief pitcher coming in. Like I right, Barry's tired, I'm gonna come in here and do a couple sets, and then I'm tired. He's gonna come back in. You no, know, you guys were in tandem and working with Doug to make sure the show never stopped and never had any glitches, and he could throw right. a throw you a, a curveball, and next thing you know, you're doing something right. that you weren't prepared for, but. Barry Barry could keep doing his thing, and right. vice versa. That's awesome, man. That, right? That's...
2: Exactly. So somebody's paying attention while somebody else is doing something else. So, while Let's say Barry's playing something and getting something else set up. I'm just watching. So when Doug turns and says something, I got that because I'm I, I'm not I, you know Barry's not paying attention. <laughs>
3: right. So
2: I'm doing this and I got it, you know. And vice versa. So it'd be some time where I'm not paying attention and Barry will be like, he'll you know grab my attention. And be like, don't play that song next because we Doug wants to do something different. Be like, okay, fine. You know, I'm just, you know, and we trust each other to know if he tells me don't play the song, I'm not going to play it. Right. You know, it's not going to be like, oh, you told me not to play it. Wait, what? <laughs> You
3: know, that's <laughs> and
2: awesome. that's the only one to do, <laughs> that's you know, awesome. and, you know, our thing is where Doug never has to really turn around and say and see if everything is going right, because We've been doing this so long and we feel each other out. And that's sometimes what we call audibles. Like, I'd be like, yo, if you look at the crowd, let's not do this song. Let's go into this song and I'll play something that gives him a signal that we're not going to do that. We're going to do this. This is the way to go. I think we should go into this song or we'll cut something where he'll get to something and I'll pull the music down and and we'll just know. he just know like, all right, we just shortened this song. But that's how we've been doing for years. You know what I'm saying? We've been this way for years and now we've become like, we know each other, right. you know. We know what we feel, and we know what I, I can feel where Doug will go. I'd be like, "All right, I see where you where you going with this. Let's let's do this, like and then a, we'll do it
0: like a well oiled machine, man." And you know the the right. the, the, the other thing too. The the X factor is like if you guys don't have the record, Doug will just do it. Like he probably can just beatbox right. the song yeah. himself. So you know he's exactly.
2: right. Like, It just makes it happen, you know, or whatever. We did that with Stevie Wonder one day. Stevie Wonder was just at the show. It came up, and Doug did the beatbox, and Stevie Wonder sang.
0: That's, oh, my God. I can't even imagine (laughs) that. I'm sure Stevie Wonder was, like, mind-blown by that, too.
3: Wow.
2: Right. It, It was just, you know, crazy. So anything could happen with us. You know, our show is just like, yeah, anything could
3: happen. It doesn't
0: matter. Man, and I've seen you guys perform a couple times uh, here in Chicago. You remember doing shows here in Chicago? I've seen you guys at the Legends of Hip Hop Tour. It It was like Biz and Big Daddy Kane and MC Light. Right, right. And, i remember that yeah yeah and uh a friend of mine dj Rowan, he said that there was a time in congress theater like in 99 he was so geeked because you used his tables he was the opening act and right, uh, right. not that not that I expect you to remember this you know every, every second of it or whatever <laughs> yeah, what happened I, but yeah i remember that no yeah. right? but he's like man he's talking to chill will he, he used my tables i'm like what that's crazy man that's awesome so to this day he's like right. you know mad geeked about it. like chill will you know he touched my tables i'm like dude
2: <laughs> right right
0: right right
2: uh, yeah it's beautiful man it's a beautiful thing you know i used to i love that when you go like i we go to different places and there's different djs and we sit and talk and you use the turntables and you use the mixer and stuff and people want you to sign it you know all kinds of stuff. I'm like, yeah, this is it's this is a beautiful thing. You know, yeah, I appreciate it. I definitely much respect, man, and, and salute. You know, to all these all the DJs, man. Because and like now I get to watch everybody online, like on Twitch, and before Instagram right. started cutting everybody off and all this stuff. You know, I get to watch DJs. Yeah, I watch everybody. Like I'm on Twitch. I I have so many following. I'm following so many DJs on Twitch. I watch everybody. Because I appreciate music, and I appreciate right. the art form, and I appreciate um, just DJs, just period. I love what people are doing. I love when people are doing something different. When they, I love when they're not doing something different. Right. Sometimes it's so many people doing different that the normal person is now the different person. You know what I'm saying? Because everybody is different now. So somebody who's doing something normal is the normal, is the different person right. now because you got 80 thousand people being so different that the normal guy is the standout. <laughs>
0: I mean, know? think about like what you so, just said, like D Nice, you know, what he was doing during quarantine. I mean, he's doing sets right. on Instagram and it's like,
3: yeah, why isn't he, he wasn't going crazy. No, he's just playing songs.
0: Tricks.
2: He wasn't doing yeah. anything, right? And he went bananas. Like, he just completely blew up. You see what I'm saying? Because he was the normal person. He wasn't going crazy. He wasn't playing the artist records. He wasn't finding records that nobody's playing. He wasn't playing rare gems. You know, he wasn't doing none of that. And it, he, it just went crazy for him, you know. And I'm I'm proud of him, man. Me yeah. and Derek's been friends forever. We've been friends a long time, nice. and that was just so great for him, you know. And it was just like it was his time, man. He he's been he's been down for a long time, man. He's done a lot of stuff that he never got um he never got his flowers for, man. It was about time. Yeah, it he's getting
0: them back. now, without a doubt. And DJ Cassidy, what he's doing oh, with the yeah, Pass the Mic series. I mean, all this stuff during quarantine. Right. Just and getting us I through. I do Pass
3: the
2: Mic, too. Yeah. I do Pass the Mic with Cassidy. Oh. You
0: know? oh, that's right. You, prom- I saw you promote a couple times for that, too. Were you were you in one of those, or did I miss that?
2: I was in the, the hip-hop one, but okay. I, booked, I booked the acts. I get all of oh, the acts. Oh, wow. You know, Cassidy and, you know, we, do, we do the acts. If you look at the ones on BET, my name's at the end.
0: Oh, salute. I, man, I just oh. learned something, man. That is that part of the yeah. Chilltown Entertainment or is that that, that part of your that company? T- that's
2: part of Chilltown Entertainment. Man. Chilltown Entertainment. I'm I'm a booking agent. So what I did was when I started doing this, I started doing it way back in like early like 2000, maybe 1999-2000. And I started booking people, but just giving people other people. Like, if you wanted Houdini, yeah, I got Houdini. Here's Jalil's number. Boom. And you make the call and y'all make a deal happen. If you need Rock, hey, I got you. Boom. Uh, Hey, uh, if you need uh, this person, this person. And I'm just giving this stuff away. And we had a travel agent at the time. And she's like, why are you just giving this stuff away? Because kind of like, these are still, I mean, everybody's cool with me and everything, but I think that all of us didn't have the mindset of what this kid is actually, actually is because right. neither did I. So nobody ever turned around and said, we just made $15,000. Here's something for it. Cause you're the one that made it happen with us. So, you know, whatever. So I never had a problem with it. So I never looked back and said, yo, these cats never even looked back and said, you know, I was never that. It was never that for me. It was because I never did it for the money. I did it for the love and the appreciation of the people that we were around. And since I knew everybody and people couldn't get to them, you know, if people change their number and you can't get to them like, or you can't find this person, and I see them all the time. So I'd be like, oh, somebody's trying to do a show with you. Let me connect you all. And I connect everybody, but she, my travel agent was like, you should be getting a commission from this because that's what agents do.
3: Right. (laughs) If you
2: took this to an agency, they're going to have to pay commission anyway. So you might as well get the commission yourself. And then I started getting the commission, but then I had promoters that didn't want to, paid me they didn't want to do the money through me because they felt like yo i don't i don't want to send it to you you know you ain't got no company
0: in it so i started a company <laughs> see there you go like okay <laughs> you know see <laughs> so your bluff all right well i'll do that you know,
2: well, i'll be looking at you you know tail you know whatever wow so then i started a company
3: and then i started
2: the company and i called the chill China entertainment and what it was was i was booking us Like as a genre, like art, you know, the Houdinis, the Slick Ricks, the Dougie Fresh, the Chub Rocks, the Public game, all of us that were just that genre, you know, because I was like, I'm going to be that one stop for everybody because if these people not working, I just want to see people work. And if I can make some money at it too, then that's just gravy on it. But that's not, that wasn't my initial thing reason for doing it. You know, I just want to, I, I have fun when we're all out, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, It's fun for me when we're all out together. Like I love the shows that we do and it's just us or whatever, but you know what shows feel like when it's Dougie Fresh, Houdini, Slick Rick, uh, Big Daddy Kane, blah, 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 blah. And then we're all together. You know what I'm saying? We all go eat at the hotel. and I love this. This is beautiful for me, you know, man, or Whatever and there were so many people that had given up on this because the music had started changing but i said yo there's still a market you know because for us yes, sir we were uh-huh. always we were always working we worked we never stopped we've never stopped working we've always worked through genres through music through this through that through good times bad times ups and downs we've always worked somehow some way you know god has always taking care of us you know always said hey you guys are gonna keep it and that's why we always go back to the show our show was even though if the records ain't hitting our show is still good you right. know what i'm saying right so that was always something we can rely on so then i used to go and see people and they'd be like oh man you know it's, it's done i'm done i'm not doing this you know it was a lot of there was a couple of people i ran into and they had given up they had they had got out of the game. You know, I saw, I went to this club called Mars 2112 in New York. I saw Chub Rock in there. I said, yo, what you doing now? He was like, yeah, I'm, I'm, he wasn't doing this no more. He said, yeah, I'm out of this. You know, I'm out of this. He said, it ain't really popping for me anymore. I was like, are you crazy? There's, there's people out here yeah. that want to see Chubb Rock. You know what I'm saying? Right. I said, you know what? I'm going to call you. Give me your number. I'm going to call you. We're going to make some stuff happen. I called him like a week later. I had him in Virginia Beach. The Virginia Beach started. Then I had a couple more. And the next thing you know, it was back on. He was back in the mix. That's great. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. now he has, kept, he has kept on going from that point. Now he owns a radio station. He's doing shows. Right. He is doing all kinds. He's, he's in the mix. You know what I'm saying? Chubb has done his thing. You know he's in it, and I did a a date. Big Daddy came. Big Daddy came was about. He was like, "Yo, I'm I'm done. You know, it's, it's 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 not there for me." And I. When found some people. That we made it happen. He's back in the game. You know what I'm saying? We all back in it. There's no, I was like, there's no reason for these. I, I love all right. these guys. You right. know what I'm saying? There's no reason to stop this. You know, we all got to keep on going. We all got to keep on moving, you know, and we all, and if I can help you and you can help me and we can help each other, let's do it. Like, let's all keep working because we all came up in this together. Like, we all come up as teenagers, you know, we were all kids. Yeah. Back in these Learning the business you know? at we a young age. And, right. <laughs> Right. You know, we all came up and if we can all if I can take what I got and and make it work for you, then that's what I wanna do. You know what I'm saying? If I can say, hey, here's a promoter that wants to do something, let's go. You know, it was like even I told people I always tell people, don't worry about the money. The money is always gonna come. You know what I'm saying? Don't chase money because you ain't gonna never catch it. You'll never catch money. I don't care how fast you run, <laughs> how what, what kind of car you drive, or whatever, you ain't gonna never catch money. Money is fast and then you can get in the space shuttle. You still ain't going to catch money. You ain't going to never catch money. (laughs) Say that. (laughs) Money ain't ain't out there like that. It's always going to be elusive. But if you sit back, it will come back. It will come to you. So you guys do what you do. And you, money will find you You know what I'm saying But if you keep chasing it Sometimes people overprice themselves Because they want to get this right. amount of money Sometimes people don't want to go to something Because it ain't the right amount of money So that's you chasing the money But it ain't gonna never come But if you say hey I'll do Like why would you not play the Grammys Because you can't get money You know what I'm saying Like they don't want to pay me So I'm not doing the Grammys What? <laughs> There's no way you can buy This kind of exposure you, right. you know what I'm saying Right like, you can't buy that kind of exposure, you know, especially back then yeah. or whatever. So there's just things that, you know, you do. You say, look, if I did, like, I want $10,000 for a show. People are not paying $10,000. they are willing to give you 4000 But I can get you five shows for $4,000. That's better than taking one ten. Right. You know what I'm saying? You got one $10,000 show. You got five $4,000 shows. You're not taking the four thousand but you will grab that ten so you took ten thousand but you just missed out on twelve you know what I'm saying a- that's and, an easy math but working. sometimes it's
0: hard to understand and, until you put it in front of them right until somebody understands right, right. it right like that yeah
2: right you, you know not even twelve like you you're you missing out on like 20 grand, right. because you don't want to take a four thousand dollar date to work five days a week you know what I'm saying and that's just one week we only talk about one week imagine you did this for four weeks you know what I'm saying that's, you know, what, $80,000 you could have made, but you let it all fall by the wayside because you stuck on a number. You stuck on 10,000. You're chasing that 10,000, which you ain't going to never catch. You know, it's never going to be right so it was all these things you know i'm just going i'm talking to people and going through all of this stuff but i i, I say yo keep working the whole thing is to just keep visibility because people wait for that money and then a lot of people are still sitting at home waiting on that money because in 2005 you decided to wait for this money and now it's 2021 and it's never come yeah you know it's never hit you it's like and now there's no way you can commit in that kind of paper, you know what I'm saying? Because you've waited 20 years to try to make some money. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know? So it's just a whole lot of things. Yeah. And I've just learned so much in this stuff and doing it and, and, and trying to help people. But that was my main concern for starting a booking agency to begin with, It's just to help. You know, I want to help you make some money, help you feed your family Uh, like we all do. Like, that's what we all do this for. And, you know, we've gotten to this thing because of the love. And I still got love. You know, I still got love for it the same way I did at the very beginning. It's never been about the money for any of us. like, Doug, it's never been about the money. You know, it's always been about the love. And Doug loves to perform. Doug loves to get on stage. Doug loves music. Doug loves all of that. You know, so he'll get on, do whatever he got to do, but it's all for the love. It's not really for the money. The money is now a necessity because we got to eat and we got to pay our bills. We got to do that, you know, (laughs) because it ain't like when we lived with our parents, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) We we live with our parents. It was nothing but love, man. (laughs) (laughs) You know, because I got no bills to pay.
0: (laughs) Man. That's just cool. You're just you just know, paying now it you forward, got man. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Exactly. You know, we all got children now. Doug got six boys. You know what I'm saying? So we all got everybody got children. Everybody got their own homes. Everybody got cars. Everybody got bills. Everybody got light, and gas, and heat, and air, and all this. You know, all this stuff comes into play now. So you got to make money because that's how you're gonna live. But I mean, we would still do it if somebody would take care of these bills for us. We'd <laughs> I'd still be out here. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> we always had this thing, right? If we if we played and hit a lotto ticket and won, you know, two hundred and fifteen million, would you still be out here on the road? you know would you still be out here to, yes i'd be a lot more comfortable because yes. as i take my plane to this right. situation and
0: <laughs> you might be a little more uh about the cities you go in. you're like okay i'm just gonna do these three or four places but yeah yeah
2: <laughs> right or in this city i'm staying in the plaza you know i'm, I'm, I'm not going to stay at the marriott right you know, right like
0: <laughs> no motel sixes up in here it's like we're not doing right, this yeah.
2: no no
3: yeah,
2: i'm not doing these you know whatever and on my own bus as i'm on my own to a bus, you know, with my name on it or whatever. You know, we were talking like that, but it's like, you know, we still do it because you still have the love for it, you know, and this that's what this whole thing is, even like tonight, like we're talking, you know, having interviews, you know, it, it'd be a certain point where some people be like, I don't want to do anything, I don't do none of this stuff because I don't really have nothing to say. You know, I, I, don't, uh, yeah. I, I don't I don't I don't I don't have no love for this no more. I'm done. It's, it's a rap for me and blah, blah, blah. i never felt that way. i never had yeah. that feeling ever. Like, you know, it, it's still it's still all love to me. And, you know, I love talking about it. I love being about it. I love doing it. You know, I go live whenever I feel like it, whenever the feeling hit me, I'll go live. I'll jump on Twitch, start playing some music, you know? Like Maceo, Maceo from Dale Yo, he just jumps like anytime. (laughs) I need to get
0: on Twitch. I I thought I was too old for Twitch, but apparently you guys are on there. I I need to get on there.
2: You you gotta get on Twitch, man. I'm telling you, everybody is on Twitch, man. I'm on Twitch. I just got off Twitch before we started this interview. I was on Twitch.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Man, see? I
0: could have been watching you on Twitch and be like, hey... <laughs> Pause that real exactly. quick.
2: That's what I'm saying. Uh, I, I'm on Twitch. You know, I go on Twitch. I got this thing that I do with new DJs, right? People that are just starting out, and I do this thing on Wednesday nights, right on on this uh, on a channel called In the Zone. It's a house station. They do house music all seven days a week, but Wednesday they do hip. We do hip hop. Well we, well, we call it, whatever Wednesdays, right? Because you can play whatever. You don't have to play hip hop. You can play slow music you can play hip hop you can play r&b you can play uh-huh. uh whatever you want to play rock pop whatever disco whatever you feel like playing that's what that is for. That's, but I got DJs. I say, yo, come on. You get to play in front of people. So you don't have to have... You, you don't have to really get your page moving. And, yeah, I got to get this. And you can come on and play in front of people. And you got DJs that are critique. You know, that nobody's disrespecting you. It's just criticism to make you improve on your game. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'll tell DJs sometimes, you're not really paying attention. Like, for me, and this is me personally. I'm not going to say... I, don't have, I You may not have a problem with it. People may say you know people may have something to say about it but the thing i don't like about certain dj's is when you spend too much time looking at the computer like when you it's like it's like watching somebody read a book oh i know, see for me. <laughs> you know
3: <laughs> that sounds boring like, as <laughs> <out>. hell
2: <laughs> Like, yeah, like, you know, I'm like engaged. There are people here watching you. They don't really want to watch you watch a computer. You know what I'm saying? They want you to engage. They want you to play music. They want you to talk a little bit. Even if you don't want to talk, yeah. do something that, that doesn't look like I'm watching you read. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, that's like the boringest thing you can possibly do. Even if you're not talking just look at the camera or look at the record or cut, rub something do something, you know whatever but don't look at the computer that's like a terrible situation to me like you know listen number like one you're standing there right that's that's my number one you know I was like, like I got that that's my personal thing like don't do that that looks terrible to me you know and be engaging and bring people into you and make people be like yo he was pretty good or whatever and you know I tell them that's like things out like I, I bring somebody on, I've never seen them before. They call they hit me on the thing and say, yo, we wanna try to do something on the um channel tonight. I'm like, all right, you know, it's kinda of sight unseen. I like, I've never seen what you do or whatever, but we're gonna see it tonight. One guy came on, he got his kids running around in the back and all this stuff. I was like, yo, are you DJing as a daycare? like you know, I don't know what's, what's happening here. And the kids are running around, they throwing stuff like, you know, it's like all kind of things going. On. I was like, okay, first of all, you may want to let that die down before you go live. And you might want to put up a green screen because I can see your whole house, living room, and people watching TV in the other
3: room, and right. kids are
2: playing in the back, you know. So you, that's what we're doing on here. We could kind of critique it. You know, get a green screen, learn OBS or, right. or StreamLab or whatever it is. You know, learn some of this stuff to make it, make your, your presentation Because it's how you give it to people sometimes is what makes all the difference in how people give it back to you. You know what I'm saying? like your presentation is everything you know something if you don't got green screen put up against a a wall that's plain, or put up a sheet on the wall
0: or something make sure the bathroom door is closed don't do the dirty dishes piled up in the background yeah yeah
2: right nobody (laughs) wants to see that like yo we know you home we know it's live but we don't want to be to be that live that's way too live for us you know (laughs) i didn't want to come over right i'm not trying to be in your house yeah yeah you know what i'm saying I just want to like watch it. like yo take me somewhere. Else. I got that going on in my own house, you know? Like <laughs> take me somewhere else. Man, <laughs> I mean, I'm looking at you to get away
3: from this. Man, <laughs> you know? like I like so, I said before, yeah, I have a
0: daughter. So I put her to sleep before I came out with you, man. Cuz I didn't want her crying right, in the background. Right. It's same same idea <laughs> right, in, in right. a way.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> right, right. Same same thing, but that's, you know, this guy so, you know, I told him that, so then he comes back maybe a month later. He's got green screen. He's got a turntable set up properly now. He's got his camera, right? He got this. He was like, "Yo, man, this has helped me so much, man." He said, "Yo, man, I, I didn't even understand how bad this was until you know you gave me." I was like, "Yo," he said, "You gave me some good tips and good pointers, man." He said, "I took it." Then another guy, every single song he rubs on top, and he got to cut every single song. I was like, "Yo, if you're doing turntable and stuff, that's cool, but you got to have some sort of give and take, you know." Sometimes, like if if you're like if my sister's listening to this, she's not really she don't really. Care about the tricks and all of that and we're a lot of people are not here for that they're here to hear some music do this but you can't cut every single song and you know beat juggle every single song that comes in and right. it's like you know it's just yeah, unless that's what we're here for you know what i'm saying if we're here and there's nine million djs on here we all yeah go ahead do your thing man, show off you know but you got a bunch of people that are like okay yeah this is really not for me you know whatever <laughs> and you just got to know your audience you know you got to know all right this is who i'm playing for let me uh and that's one thing that's i say you got to know your audience just like if you play in a club you got to know what club you at you know you're not in a hip-hop club and you come in and play disco you know what i'm saying right. like, okay i don't know where you go with this but we came to hear some some you know black black thought you know they want right. to hear conscious hip-hop they wanna hear public enemy and X you know, right. that's what we here for you know, yeah but that's not yeah, you know, KS1, you ain't care as one. You you playing something totally left from where, <laughs> what this is. So yeah, it's like, you know, we that's what we're doing, you know, with some of the people that I'll come on and I'll play for like an hour and do my thing. And I, I expect the same thing. You know, if you see something, then you'd be like, yo, you know, I thought it was good, but give it to me. I have no problem with critiques, you know, and people saying what they thought, you know, what, what they thought I could have did different because, you know, everybody don't know everything. And I'm sure, I know I don't, you know what I'm saying? And I know sometimes people might say something. I'd be like, you know what? I never thought of that. That's a good idea, and I'm good with it. So you got to toughen your skin, especially in this in this art form. I mean, with everything you do creative, you can't you can't be like, yo, don't talk don't, don't you can't judge me. You know, you know, this is creative. Everybody's not gonna like everything,
0: <laughs> right? You know, without a doubt, it's, it's,
2: it's, a cre- yeah, it's like if you paint a picture, everybody ain't gonna like it. Some people, you know, it's too much blue in it, too much uh, too abstract for me. You can't be like, well, y'all don't know what you're talking about. You know, that, that don't make no sense.
0: <laughs> man, you know? speaking of presentation, so, I gotta talk about. You know, you brought up a little bit. Oh my God, one of my favorite albums of all time. I gotta talk about that album right. cover, man. The, the tracksuit, man. Oh yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. You know, Cassidy just asked me about that tracksuit. Oh, did he? He like, got that. He's like, yeah, yeah. He's like. You know, if you still had them suits, man, we could make a lot of money right now. I'm telling you. Was that a Bally? <laughs> what
0: what what brand was that one? Was that Bally's? That was, or? That was Fila. Fila, okay.
2: Fila. Yeah, we all had on, all, all of us had on Fila. That was when Fila was, was it, man. You had Fila. Because that's when, you know, when you had an Adidas suit, Adidas suit was okay. Uh, 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 Nike suit was all right. But Fila cost so much that it made it more... Yeah. of the thing you know like a Fila suit was like 300 dollars at that time we were Like, yeah, I was for a <laughs> you know <laughs> but if you had a fela suit on, you'd be like yo you got on a fela suit you know it's crazy you know so we threw on Fila, and we had a red white and blue fela suits <laughs> man, it was
0: just classic cover man yeah. doug with i think he had yeah, badly shoes crazy. on and, and you and barry in the background with the with the track suits just just a classic right, right. iconic exactly. cover man I love that album to death, man. I can't believe it's been 35 years since that album came out. That's crazy to me.
2: 35 years, man. That was a long time ago. Uh, And, 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 we were supposed to have that album done when the show came out, but we were like, ah, we're going to just do the show and we'll see what happens from there. Because we had no money to really make no album, you know. So we, we, we didn't even have a real deal yet, you know. So we we had to wait, you know, because that album took a year and a half after the show came out. We, didn't, we, we couldn't even use the momentum of the show oh, to sell wow. the album, you right. know, because we actually worked for a year and a half after that album came out we went out on the road and we never came home <laughs> wow we went on two tours back to back right on just off this one single you know
0: man who was somebody actually guys uh, all our, were on tour with anybody
2: all r&b oh
0: okay it was all
2: r&b because it was, it was uh it was like our icons the people that we looked up to Gap Band, midnight star star point shirley Murdoch, zap oh wow um and it was all of those people like all of those Iconic people in our lives You know, that that's how we went out with them Because everybody wanted us on tour It was like people were pulling I'll get you more money, I'll do this I think It was just crazy, it was back and forth Everybody wanted us on the tour Because we had the hottest song in the country At that point, and everybody wanted us on their tour And we ended up just going out on the road For a year and a half <laughs> which was crazy, you know. I had never been away from home for longer than two days.
0: Yeah, next thing you know.
2: <laughs> right, right. <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, I'm going a year and a half, you know.
0: And how were those crowds, kind of too? You, so you so talk far. about like, those R&B crowds, too. You know, were they receptive to you guys oh, pretty it, much?
2: It was It was crazy because we performed first. Because, we, you know, be, people are basically saying, I got one song. And we're on with iconic people. So we're doing what well. So then maybe two, three shows in, they push us to third. Now we're, now we're no longer first because everybody was kind of mad that they missed us. So still going we're still going now we're no longer third we're fifth they keep pushing us back further and further to we are closing
0: that's <laughs> awesome
2: we are now closing this show maybe 10 shows in we're closing now because everybody was waiting to see us You know, they want to see everybody, but a lot of these people, you know, came because it was the only hip hop on the show. You know, it was all that was, we were the only hip hop actor on the show. And a lot of these people came because that song was so big. Those two songs, Lottie Dottie and the Show, was huge at that moment, you know. So they was just like, yo, we got to keep pushing them back because people are kind of getting upset
3: that they missed it.
2: <laughs> you know, it was just crazy, man. And next thing you know, we're closing the show. I'm like, this is crazy because we went from having all these drums and bands and keyboards and all the amps on stage, you know, to a clean stage with just two sets of turntables. Yeah, there you go. It's <laughs> <laughs> totally this stage different. Is huge.
3: <laughs> man.
2: You know, it's like, yeah, we're up here with nothing. <laughs> You but, know, but it was crazy. But that was a that was a great time, you know, a great time for us. You I know, can't even it imagine like, it was phenomenal for us just to come out and like our real our first real song was just like a, a, a hit, you know, it was like a super hit and it was just uh incredible for us. You know, we had we had the we had the best time. It's like that's how we all really became close friends because like we we're all we got out here.
0: Yeah, that's right. If you guys yo. came back, that that album doesn't get made if you guys don't like each other. I mean, it's
2: like. It just, right, right. Exactly. We were like, yo, there's no album out there. Y'all. I hope y'all had fun because that's it. It's the end of it.
0: Yeah. Right. <laughs> And that oh. album, yeah, loving Every Minute of It might be my favorite song on there. I know All the Way to Heaven and the show are, you know, the two big hits, but right, right. "Loving Every Minute of It is right. one of my favorites on that one. I could the KFC line and just just so oh, so right, great, right, man. Right.
2: Oh yeah, that was uh that was one of the records where we just threw the kitchen like I was one of those people in the group. Like all of the the little nuances and a lot of those songs are me, you know, because I'm be like, okay, the song is done. Everybody's finished. I throw all this other stuff in there and make it a whole new. Like it's just yeah. like I'm throwing the kitchen sink there in there. Like it's like this in there. It's got the Batman in. Let's go. <laughs> all that stuff. I'm throwing all of that stuff in there. I'm like, everybody, because I do it. I come to the studio an hour, or two hours before everybody gets there and put all this stuff in and be like, what y'all think? are <laughs> <laughs> you know, like wow, it's a it's a lot in there. You put in.
0: Yeah. <laughs> And you, know, you, would, but you, would a, you know. and you and Barry B even had a couple songs of your own. You, you got to have your own like yeah, spotlight.
2: They weren't full songs,
0: right? That but a couple of
2: just like yeah, There was just like a little for a few minutes. We just thought we throw something in there just to do something, you know. And you know, but you know, we weren't really full songs, but we, we kind of did it at the end of the album to say, all right, let's just throw something, throw this in there. And y'all do what y'all want to do, you know? And I had a new drum machine. I tried it out, you know. I, I should have just used the machine. After all over, I'd be like, I should have used the same one y'all Right. <laughs> you know for this uh, you know, but I had a new one. I was like I'm gonna try these new sounds or whatever, but you know, everybody uh, you know, everything is you know, hindsight is always twenty oh, of
3: twenty. Of course. <laughs> of course, man.
0: There's another track I gotta ask you about on there too, because uh I'm being a big horror fan, the Phantasm sample and play this only at night. I remember as a kid. I recorded that song off the radio and I was like, Man, this song is so scary. It's kinda creepy, you know. Right, right. And Doug doesn't come on right. until like damn near the end of the song. So it's
2: Well, let me tell you, it's a it's a funny story about that that song. So I produced that. I played everything on there. Like I'm playing all of that. Oh, there's no sample So I'm playing oh, even all the guitar, of that. right?
0: There's a guitar in there too, right?
2: The guitar is Bernard Wright. That's Bernard Wright. That's oh, he me. did that, we'll okay. Be yeah, so he's playing that. Okay. But other than that, other than the solo, other than the real musicianship, I'm playing everything else. I'm playing the the do 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 I made up the beat. I did I made up that whole track, right? But I had it at home and I'm listening to it and I said, you know what? I'm gonna let Doug hear this and see what he thinks. And then I said, You know what? Never mind. This is a little weird. Um, I felt a little strange about this because I had did it so then my a friend of mine named Chubby came by. And he said, yo, what's up with that joint you was just playing? I said, ah, that's a little weird. He said, yeah, it is. He said, you should let Doug hear that. I said, nah, it's not like it is. He's like, trust me. He said, yo, this joint is hot. He said, let Doug hear it. So came into the studio. We was working on something else at that time. I let him hear the song. He said, yo. We got to do something with that. He said, I don't know what we're going right. to do with it. We got to do something with it. He <laughs> said, I, don't, I have no clue what we could actually do with this, but let's do something with it and let's see where it goes. So we were doing it and Doug couldn't really, he said, I wrote something, but it's not long enough to be the song. And I can't think of a hook. He said, I got this play that's only a ninth thing in my head, but I can't think of how to make it into a hook to fit in this song. So we just letting it play, and we changing the mood in the studio and everything. Now it's dark in the studio and everything. It,
3: just, like, it fits we the mood, the man. lights, yeah. and
2: everything. <laughs> You know, it just became like a dark song and all this stuff it was just crazy so he said you know what I got this rom. I'm gonna put the rom in he said but we might not use it so let's just do it at the end and he put it in and he just kept going playing the I mean, he, he had the words but when you hear him talking he's actually working it out but then he just left like that right. he said I get that on my teeth on my life, play the song he's kind of just working it out on the thing but we ended up leaving it just <laughs> the way that it is yeah. you know what I'm saying like it's actually him working this out on the song, but when you hear it, it just fits. It just sounds like it works now, you know? And he did the song, Ancient Old oh, Worth More to God, at the end of the song. And he's like, yo, we were like, it works for us. I mean, we don't have no problem with it. It's, it's, yeah. it's a creepy song. but <laughs> I love it, man.
0: Yeah, that's what's so great Everybody, about it.
2: And everybody seemed to love it and it became so everybody it was so it was so talked about every time somebody said yo play this yo yo who took play this only at night yo play this only at-. you know even mob deep they play this only at night over they did a they did a, a, a remix to a, what's the god on the on the album they used play this only at night
0: oh yeah yeah you That's know right.
2: so yep. yeah so they everybody was like yo this song is crazy right now or whatever so we had to do a remix where Doug actually rhymed through the whole song.
0: <laughs> oh, there's a remix. You know, ver- I don't think Doug. I've ever heard the remix version. There's there's another verse. Yeah, there's or... a
2: remix. There's uh... another. There's a remix where Doug rhymes through the whole song.
0: Oh wow! He I starts at the this. very beginning. Man. Yeah,
2: you gotta you look that up. You know, if I. I could probably send it to you, like, you know, if you don't find it, uh, I'll send it to you. But there's a version of it with Doug's rhyming through the whole thing.
0: That's crazy. Although I, you know, because, it would feel so weird to hear him at the beginning like that, because I'm so used to the, the water right, right. <laughs> sound effect and the, the Ferris. Or, uh, right. Yeah, all the sound effects and everything. I, yeah, that's awesome, though.
2: Yeah, so now he's rhyming start right at the top. You know, it still starts the same way, but when the beat comes in, he rhymes right there. Wow.
0: Yeah. and the tempo was so yeah. crazy too because like, like you said it sounds like he's working it out and it definitely sounds like he's just kind of going through the motions a little bit but it, the end result right. is so great that man Right, right. <laughs> salute exactly. to you guys yeah, it was,
2: it was, yeah, thank you man it was crazy that was one of them songs like, I probably would have never let anybody hear I just kind of sat on it you know Yeah. <laughs> and if Chubby didn't come by we probably, I probably never would have made the album you know he's right. the one who convinced me to let Doug even hear it because I, I didn't even want to let him hear it Right, you know, okay, I was like, you know, I felt weird with because I had already played everything in my house, right? You know, in the studio of my house. And I put it down, I laid it down and everything. I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do with this, but I love this track. And the, the wild thing was, I heard this movie in a studio with somebody else. I'm watching the movie while we're waiting for a session to end. You know, like you go in the studio and somebody's already right. in the studio. So they are sitting in the room, you know, in the front waiting to get in. And Phantasm's on TV. That's this crazy. Is, this, is, this, is, this is the, first place, I, the first, first place I saw it, you know? And I just remembered that music in my head. I couldn't remember the mute the song, the movie. I couldn't remember the movie, but I know that song stayed in my head. And when I got an opportunity to see it again, I said that's the movie. And I went and rented it now. You could tell you go way back. This is I went to Blockbuster.
3: <laughs>
2: there you go. I went to Blockbuster and rented the VHS tape. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's it really, you know. Yeah, man. But
0: phantasm's a classic uh-huh. movie, so you definitely get like like for me every Halloween. I think I play that song. You know, it's one of the f- you know three right, or four, right. like nightmares. Dana Dane. There's like a bunch of songs <laughs> you always that you always go to yeah, around Halloween, and right, that's right, one of right. them, man. And you know, and the phantasm oh. element plays into it for sure, man
2: right yeah it's crazy man so yeah it was a that was a that was a whole real story behind that one yeah make that even work you know man. and i was like i don't know what i'm gonna do up this song man, just feel you know that song just had a feel it's so crazy
0: know? to think about 35 yeah. years later you're talking about it as if like you know it's <laughs> right it exactly. just happened yesterday <laughs> <laughs> exactly, man. Another classic yeah. song I got to ask you about is "Keep Rising to the Top." Uh, you know, that's a, a single, right. a vinyl single. I always had with me if I was ever doing a party or something. That one had to be, you know, in, in the in the crate right, right. always, and just uh, right. salute mm-hmm. for that. And you still got that Audi or no? That's... <laughs> oh yeah, that's
2: this. Man, that was the you know for that to have been in the song and in the video and it's on a poster. We that we had a poster. The there's, there's cars on the poster and everything. That was the worst car I've had. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> that there was it is. The worst car I've had. They're not a sponsor,
0: so don't worry. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh man, but I mean, it was an Audi Five Thousand, so it Without was like doubt. the Audis of today. You know, it was a Five Thousand. That was you know back in the day. So. That car was terrible. Every time I turned around, it was money. I had to put money into that car. I had to get this done, this fixed it, that fixed it. This was broken. Here comes this. And I was like, oh, this car's terrible, you know? Oh, man. Like, yo. And, and then I realized, you know, everybody talk about them cars, they be like, yo, these cars are terrible. And every time you read up on them, they'd be like, yo, never, ever buy one of these. Never. That's why you don't see none now. Like, no. You know how you get cars, you go back, you be like, yo, I got a 1986, blah, blah, blah. This is, you don't know, see no Audi 5000. <laughs> <That's laughs> <laughs> that
0: phrase came out because nobody wanted to be around one
2: <laughs> right <laughs> exactly but you know it was a record it was a
0: videos
2: it was the posters everything it's called kind of terrible but that was um song we did with hank Shockley. you know when hank shockley produced that uh for public Enemy. nice
0: yeah bomb squad right? and
2: yeah yeah, yeah. So Doug had the idea of using Key Rodgers top, and he came in with the to put the beat under it and all this other stuff that came with it. And, you know, when Hank produced, he gets in it. You know, he's in it. Like he's all the way from the beginning to the end. You know? So he rocked out with us for the whole thing, and just, you know, we made that song work.
0: And I remember you the know? video, Doug was doing the dance, and you know, whenever I try to do it, I look like an idiot. Uh, talk about <laughs> <laughs> the first time you saw Doug doing that, man. That is just iconic, dude.
2: Yeah, I, I, and we don't even know where that came from. Right. You know, Doug just started doing it, and... It just caught on, and the next thing you know, he couldn't stop doing
0: it. You know, he had something.
2: Yeah. You know, can you yeah,
0: do it? <laughs> do you do it, chill, or no?
2: Yeah, I, I can do it, but I don't do it. I just, you know, because I'm like you, I don't like the way I look doing it either. Yeah, we gotta uh, see on it Twitch. Only, I, I think see it chill only works will for Doug. It. You know? Yeah, <laughs> yeah well, they'll do it right. Well, they will doing it the way it needs to be done.
0: Doug'll be like, hey, stop stop doing that. You ruined it for me. <laughs> yeah
2: don't Yeah don't do that. You're, you're killing me right now with it.
3: You... <laughs> exactly. Man.
0: Before I let you go, man, I, I do have to bring up uh you know, we've had some, you know, some major losses in hip hop, man, and I, I just wanted to see if you had any stories about, you know, some of the, the legends like Biz Markie or Prince Marky D, ecstasy from Houdini. I need to talk uh, about Houdini a little bit. I mean, these are man, that's like my childhood, man. It just it's just been, you know, hurting me to so see so many, you know, M F Doom and you know, Shock G just so uh, many of these guys passing on. It's just it's just heartbreaking, man. You have any yeah, stories of working crazy, with these man. guys? Yeah. Yeah,
2: Biz was really, really like a um that was one that was really that was um, that was a rough one there. You know, me and Biz been friends since 1982. Wow. You know, I met Biz when we none of us were on, but when I met Biz, nobody had a record it out. We I mean, none of us. You know, we're all trying to get on at this point. And then once I met Biz, Biz came to do, up to the city because Biz from Long Island, and we were in Harlem. So Biz came up to Harlem, went to see Doug. You know, Doug didn't have nothing that he really (laughs) wanted, but just to be around Doug and do stuff. But, you know, we're talking about 1982, 1983. Then we had those hip-hop tapes from Harlem World with, um, you know, the Kubo-D battle and all that stuff and the Cold Crush and all those things. So he wanted copies of all of that. So Biz would come, be on the phone on the corner, he'd come to my house. I mean, he come to my neighborhood, go to the payphone on the corner, and be like, "Yo, I'm outside." I mean, outside where? He's like, "Outside your house." I'm like, "Okay." He's like, "Yo, I want to try to get some copies of the tapes." I'm like, "All right, um, I'm sleeping, but you know, <laughs> you can come back at a <laughs> well, the biz never decent sleeps. He told hour. you that on an album, right?
3: Yeah. <laughs> right.
2: <laughs> you come back at a decent hour, you know, or whatever. He said, I'll be out here. He said, yo, let me give you this phone number to this phone here on the corner. <laughs> I was like, all right. So he gives me the phone number. So it's like 8 o'clock in the morning. He said, I'm probably going to go grab something to eat or whatever. I called back at like 11 o'clock. He picks up the phone. And there's a phone outside in the street, you know, on the corner. And he's like, what's up? I said, yo, I'm good. Um, if you want to um, if you wanna come through. So then he comes through. They spent the whole day at my house. I mean, he came 11 o'clock in, in the morning. And it's. 8 o'clock at night, he's still at my house. And this <laughs> went on for like three months, almost every other day, wow. you know. And this is a, he wasn't at my house, he was at Barry House. You know, he'd go to Barry House, he go to my house, he just switch it back and forth, you know, and just coming back and forth when that just was him. And then we became the closest and the best of friends, you know, throughout this whole thing, because we yeah. ended up getting on and doing our thing, and then he ended up getting on and all the stuff, and it was just crazy, man. And we was just like, this is one of my best friends. You know, and in um, this music business, you know, because I've known him for so long and I've known him before he was in Bismarck, you know. Right. And it was just, uh, you know, I've gone to Biz's house, Biz has come to my house after we've all made records and had our own houses now, you know, because he was coming to my mother's house <laughs> back then. Right. But now, you know, he's coming to, you know, he come to my house, I go to his house or whatever. And it's just, we stayed friends all the way up until. You know, until he passed. You know, we've been friends the whole time. We talk all the time on the phone. We see each other. You know, Ben came here, which was one of the things that made me say, yo, he came. I I live in Charlotte. I live in North Carolina now. He came to Charlotte just to see me.
3: That's you awesome. You know, like
2: man. I don't got no sh- I don't got no show. I don't got nothing. I'm just coming to hang out. You know? I'm like, I don't know what we're gonna do here. It ain't like New York. <laughs> <laughs> you know. <laughs> so we actually just went to eat. We sat and talked for a long time. We talked about all the stuff we've been through, this and that. Me and Biz did uh uh I, I brought him on the Tom Joyner cruise. That I booked for Tom Joyner Fantastic voyage i brought him on there we sat at a table exchanging music for five hours Wow! <laughs> and they said y'all still sitting at this table <laughs> we like yep so computers and all you know and uh, so you know biz was a really uh re- a real good friend with me man me and biz were really
0: close is that the same uh you know? time Joiner? because i had cool Rock ski on here and he talked about him and him and mark working with doug <laughs> is that the same
2: i brought i I brought Kuwaksi in them. I brought Fat Boys on there. Yeah, we we did one show with everybody. Right, we did one big show. It was Fat Boys, Houdini, EPMD, Common. Who else was on? It was it was a, a Naughty by Nature. Wow. Um, every and we we didn't do. Hey, here's Naughty by Nature. Oh, here's EPMD. We did one show and brought everybody out. Back to back to back to back. Everybody not doing five songs. Yo, you, know, you Hip Hop Array OPP. That's all. Nobody did, but they did it in EP. He did two, three songs. We did two right. songs. A, by the time you finish, it's an hour and a half. It. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Comedy come out and did a song. He broke. He was break dancing and everything. It was yeah. like a, a daddy. It was. Just, it was incredible, and then we ended with hip hop array, and you know it was just it was that was an incredible show, like incredible. If we had that on film, that could sell right
3: now.
0: I was telling but Cool Rock, I wish I could have seen that. I, I would, I've never been on a cruise. I have no interest on it. But if you told me that cruise was happening, I'd get on. Even with Corona, I'd still get on there.
2: <laughs> Take my chances.
0: <laughs> just to see all Yo, those together. It
2: was one of the, It was one of the most iconic shows you know we put this together the day of like we just like yo let's just make it we just go make it work you know and that's what we did and it was incredible it was an incredible show and yeah, but I brought all of those people on. That's, you know, me and my, and my booking now, you know, I'm booking now. Wow. So I'm bringing everybody on here. Let's, let's, let's make this whole thing happen, you yeah. know? Uh, and so that was that. So it was, a, it was a beautiful thing, but I, I brought Biz on there. That's where we sat next said. He gave me so much music. I gave him some of the stuff that I had. I gave him some of the songs that we had that we never released. You know, and we, I got, we have two albums basically of stuff we never released.
0: Oh, really? You know?
2: Yeah. We have a whole bunch of unreleased stuff. You know, Biz was always a big person on that. He wants to have something nobody else got. You, oh, know? I got you. He wants to make sure he gets what nobody else has. Anyway, if you got something nobody else has, let me get that.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> you know, yeah, that was his thing. And you know, ecstasy was definitely, you Man. know, one of one of my good friends and, you know, with Houdini. and yeah, he was a rough one too, you know. And it's just a lot you know, a lot of these people, shock G I just saw him. You know, not Maybe before the pandemic, you uh-huh. know, I saw him. Wow! So it was just, you know, it was just it's just crazy. You know, Rob, um, Black Rob, he grew up in my neighborhood.
0: Really,
3: man. We
2: all come, we come from the same neighborhood, uh-huh. and you know, so it's just like, you know, it's just a crazy how all these people are passing away. You know, all of these iconic. Um,
0: it's so young too, man. fifties and just
2: yeah, yeah. So so young, man. Pass away hip hop, you know, but, you know, my mother always say, y'all getting to that age, man, where, you know, like like she said, when we were younger, it was her friend that would pass away, you know, <laughs> but now we get right. to that age where, you know, you start, you start having your own friends start passing away, you know, from different different yeah. things you know you never know what it's going to be but you know you, you can't say when it's going to happen or what's going to happen now because we're all up we're all up there in age now we're not old but we're older you know it's, it's one thing to be passing away in 20s in your 20s you know but it's different when you start getting in your 50s and 60s right you know? yeah. especially if you don't live right you know a lot of especially living in, in this business a lot of people don't eat right live right you know whatever kind of hard to stay on
0: track <laughs> yeah no that's a good but i was thinking yeah, a lot right. about that when you hear about you know uh-huh. and it's going through the years you know it's it, so much with health problems you, know, you think of fife and guru and it's yeah it's oh, yeah, that, yeah. there's no health plan in exactly. this i'm guessing right it's it's like it's not designed right. yeah. for there's longevity no Look, yeah
2: yep, you got to get your own health plan you got to go in and and do your own due diligence man and, you know eat right, try to do, like, like, that's what we do, you know, with us. We try to eat right, drink a lot of water, eat the right food, stop cut out a lot of stuff, salt, sugar, yeah, so tempting, man. stuff, you know. Uh-huh. Eat bad stuff. Yeah. So just during
0: Corona, you know, in quarantine and everything, you just want to sit in the house and just eat bad food. And yeah,
2: you just eat anything, yeah. He was, the, the worse it is, the better it tastes, you know.
0: Dude, you're right about that, man. <laughs>
2: you know, if it tastes real good, it's probably
0: really bad for you you know <laughs> yeah i just say real quick i uh, the, i remember one time i went to see chris rock and houdini opened and i was so surprised cuz i didn't know they were going to be there that was one of the like the right. craziest you know moments as a fan just seeing like Houdini just all of a sudden is doing a show and I remember you guys I, were you part of it when Dougie Fresh and Slick Rig opened for Chris Rock for one of his uh, shows yeah, yeah, yeah you there, were part of yeah. that too yeah, yeah. that so must have been something else
2: you, I've been a part of everything everything so okay if, if, if it happened I was there there you go <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's what I'm saying in your shirt if it happens I was there <laughs>
2: yeah, exactly I was just at the whole thing me and Doug been together since high school so you know I've been a part of pretty much everything you know, man, so yeah, that was. I remember when he did because every show he did somebody else, you know, he did another group. He was
0: such a fan, man, because he did it, yeah,
2: yeah, exactly. You know, it was crazy, yeah. That was uh, that was an icon in 22. Then we did the same thing with Dave Chappelle,
0: oh, um, yeah, that's right,
2: yeah, yeah. You know? so we did that with, with him also, so it was just crazy, you know. But it's beautiful thing. And we did it with Mike Capson also. But we did it with Mike Capson a few times. Like we stayed on we went on the road with him. Man. You know it's open at a comedy show because it's just it's just it's a lot it different than being on like a hip hop show or a music show. Right. You know, after you get off, there's a comedian coming on <laughs> <laughs> you know <Yeah. laughs> and you close it out. You know, with that or whatever, you know. So it was it was, it was a beautiful thing. You know, uh, it, it's like there's always something different. You know.
0: Yeah, you got to be pretty good as a comedian to come on after the show or Lottie Dottie. You really got to be <laughs> coming with the jokes right, right. and the you material.
2: Gotta be, you got to be funny, right? Yeah, you got to be funny, <laughs>
0: <laughs> man. Chill, Will. Man, this has been like you have no idea, man. Just an honor and a privilege to have you on here. And uh, anything you want to promote with the uh, you know Chilltown Entertainment? Where can people follow you on Twitch? And I, maybe you're on TikTok too. I don't know. You're doing all that stuff, I'm guessing.
2: Uh, I'm I'm, I'm so not on TikTok, but I am on on Twitch. I'm at at DJ Chillwell on Twitch, but I I, I do my Wednesdays on uh, uh, a, a site called In the Zone Entertainment. In the Zone Entertainment on Wednesday nights from 7 to 11. You know, so you. I'm usually on at eight thirty. There's always somebody before me and somebody after. You know, and some of them are new. Some of them like last night we did Skaz DJ Skaz. That's he's the DJ for the Big Daddy K. Oh, nice. So he played he played last night. He played at 7 to 8:30. Then I came on at 8:30 and then nobody came on it because this is sometimes that happens when you get new people. Somebody was supposed to come on at, you know, at 9:30 and they couldn't get on cuz he didn't know what he was doing. You know, he was like, "Yeah, I don't know how to get on." <laughs> so we kind of just ended it. We just ended the night. You know, all right. Uh, that's just, good night, y'all. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, because, you know, we couldn't do it. But, yeah, End of Zone Entertainment on uh, Wednesday night, 7 to 11. And DJ Chill Will on Twitch. That's all on Twitch. And then the real DJ Chill Will on um, Instagram. And DJ Chill Will on Facebook. Man.
0: Everybody listen, follow oh, yeah. Chill Will. And I gotta, like I said, I gotta I gotta do Twitch now. I gotta find the app and put it on there and start doing that I stuff. Mean,
2: Twitch is everything, man. If you're a DJ, Twitch is everything, man. Oh, Every man. DJ you ever wanted to see is on Twitch, man. If you put in somebody's name and you wanna just see what they doing, they're on there. Every DJ is on Twitch, man. <laughs>
0: yeah, it's gonna open up a whole new world for me. Just like when I got on Instagram like five years ago, people like hounding me to get on. I'm like, all right, fine, I'll do this stupid Instagram. And I, I feel like Twitch right. is gonna be the same thing. I'm gonna be like, whoa. Why was I not on here already?
3: man? <laughs>
2: Hell yeah, I'm telling you, man. Every DJ is on there. Like Maceo's on now. Macio get on and play for three, four hours, Jeez, you know, whatever. You man. know, Green Lantern, uh Scratch. Um uh, oh, Scratch is one of my on favorites, there, man. man. That's awesome. Yeah, Scratch is on there, King Capri, every, everybody's on, on Twitch, man. Man. Everybody every DJ is on Twitch. That's you what... know. It's a it's a beautiful thing, man. On Twitch, I, I go in there all day and watch people. I, and you hear all kind of music. Like you, the thing I love about Twitch is that there are people from not from this country, and they're on, and they're playing songs and mixes. You know, like you, you know, Scratch Bastard, right? He's yeah. On, and he's playing songs that you know, but I've never heard these tracks with the right. song
3: on it. You know what <laughs> I'm saying?
2: Like, <laughs> like, yo, this is incredible. Like, yo, I, I need that in my arsenal.
0: and this is going on all hours because they're on different time zones so sounds to me like it never stops yeah
2: yeah three o'clock in the morning you can sign on and be like yo there's people on and they're rocking like it's the middle of the day because it is for them right right. (laughs) It's <laughs> the middle That's of the night for me. <laughs> That's
0: crazy, man. man. You
2: know? Yeah, and people are playing slow music. People have all kind of shows set up, and you know, like they have like, hey, we're gonna do like. There's these guys called the Noisemakers, man. These is somebody I follow, and they're from DC. I love them. I've, I've I've grown to love this channel because they make noise. They they play music and then they play the you know the reggae horns, but the reggae horns with the explosions, with this and oh, sirens wow. and all kinds of stuff is going on. And it's just like bananas, man. It's <laughs> like you know I love these guys. I was like, yo, you got, I'm telling everybody, yo, you gotta go check out Noise Maker Nation. You gotta check them out. It's crazy over
3: there.
2: <laughs> and this guy, Dirty Rico, man, he plays, um, you know, it, it's a go, they play a lot of go-go too, but they play, he plays every.
3: Wow. But it's like, they
2: make this noise and it's just like a lot of noise. And I don't know why I'm liking that, but I'm like, yo, all this noise sounds good to me. Like it's just, it'll wake you up, man. It's, it's a beautiful It sounds experience. like chaos,
0: but it I works. Like it. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah. that's what it is. It's chaotic. And it's like, yo, but it, it works. It's, it's crazy. I'll be in there like, yo, What's up? <laughs> I mean, yeah, I'm down with y'all. Let's go. <laughs> you know?
3: So,
2: man. Yeah, man. Noise making nation, man. So, yeah, they good. But that's what I'm saying. You'll see a whole bunch of I'm stuff
0: writing this you. down, Chill Will. I'm going to start going you on know. Twitch. I can't believe this. I, I never thought that talking Gunny was going to get me to be on my phone more. I'm sure the wife's going to love it.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Exactly. She's going to really enjoy that. Girl.
0: Why are you always watching <laughs> verses? I, uh, all right. <laughs>
2: <laughs> exactly. You know, but that's it's a beautiful thing. Green Lanterns on, uh, Easy Mo B is on playing disco. Oh wow! You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I see him on Instagram <laughs> a lot. He,
0: him and Ninth Wonder are always doing sets on there. And uh, right, Ninth yeah, Wonder's
2: awesome. on. Ninth Wonder's yeah. always on Twitch. Now, all these people are on Twitch, man. Now, I just saw Ninth Wonder on on tonight, like right before yeah, he's I on with you. I was on, yeah. Oh, uh,
0: I think I see Dion Cole 12. all the time. You know, he's playing like some old yep. '70s stuff and taking his yeah, exactly. shirt off or whatever everybody's, know. On, there.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Yo, everybody's on there man it's, it's a beautiful thing on there man. But you know, you know just let me know man when you get on there let me know if you, you know what you think you uh-oh
0: know? uh-oh I'm, 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 I'm gonna feel i'm gonna feel a little scared
3: <laughs> Two chill wheel <laughs> things.
0: No, I'll definitely get on there, man. I'll I'll definitely uh, watch it first before I ever put myself on it. But I'll definitely check it out. Right, man. right. <laughs> I got to hear the, the 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 noise guys, the noisemakers, dudes. Those right, are, right.
2: Yeah, noise maker, noise making
0: nation. Yeah, <laughs> man, chill well, man. Thanks yeah. for staying up late. Play this only at night hey, for no people problem, listening. Man. And uh, this has been a like I said, just big fan of you guys, and just uh, this is just a major major honor to have you on here man so salute to you chill oh, will man. and chill town entertainment yeah oh,
2: I know we. I didn't know if we were, we were going to talk this long. I mean, I'm sorry, I feel bad, Jay, Jay man, Jay Twilight, because you know? I know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I just, I felt like I was like, oh what if I was talking too long? No, and, you man, know. <laughs>
0: that's why the show's called Infinite Banter. There's no time limit. It goes as it could be twenty minutes. Uh, it could be an hour, twenty minutes. You know, it's all oh, good, okay. man. Yeah,
2: because I I spoke to uh, I don't know if you know Jay Kwan, but he's like the hip hop historian, right? uh-huh. and he, he he does the thing on YouTube. He said, "Yo, I just need about maybe thirty minutes. And we
3: talked
2: for two and a half hours. See,
0: see, <laughs> easy. You know, oh, dude, That's I crazy. I probably got like ten more questions I could ask you with, but I, you know, I feel like you know, an hour and a half is enough for your time for sure, man. But definitely, you got. Right, you know, right. It's easy when the conversation's good. It's it's more, you know, when it's just like, hey, what's your favorite food? And you know, that 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 ain't gonna work. You know, You're like fish." <laughs> Yeah,
3: right. (laughs) Okay, that's it. All right, we're done. (laughs) Exactly. Oh, I forgot to ask you about Marvel.
0: What's your favorite Marvel uh, comic book movies? You, you've been digging a lot of the stuff they've been doing.
3: Oh yeah, yeah.
2: I mean, I'm I, I watch I watch more. I don't I do more of the movies now. You know, yeah. And, and anything I, I did the comic books when I was younger. Right. You know, and you know, I, I kind of I mean, some of the movies go off of you know off keel from the, uh, the comic books, but yeah, I still like lot, them. It's right. entertaining to me. Yeah. You know. Yeah. You know. But you know, the Hulk is my is my character. Like oh, right? even in our group, yeah. we call each other. We call each other like characters, you know, I'm Hulk because i I'm always like i'm I'm the Bruce Banner, like this is Bruce Banner right now, that I mean you get angry,
0: easy you gotta be <laughs> careful getting <you> pissed off, <laughs> uh,
2: yeah, I got my my Hulk side, you know so, so it's like you know Doug is like Professor X, you know like, yeah, that's X, a good one <laughs> a I'm trying to think what would Barry be for everything
0: it was Barry like flash <laughs> that, I'm trying to think I' trying
2: what we called Barry, I forgot what we had called Barry, uh. Because this was a while ago. Yeah. I forgot what we had said, uh for Barry, but we was all like, you know, characters from from uh Marvel and stuff, you know, it was crazy.
0: That's so, awesome, man.
2: But yeah, I, I watch it all I watch Marvel all the time, you know.
0: Yeah, and, they're you know, they're not I just good finished out. watching um, endgame. Oh, that one, yeah. That one, I've, I've seen it a few times, and I remember in the theater walking out, like, man, I can't believe they did all this on a movie screen. Like, you know, as a kid, you know, right. Lou Ferrigno <laughs> put on some green paint, and that was as good as it got and, <laughs> to play right, the Hulk. Right. But, and,
2: and, I, and he didn't turn too much, you know. That was no. the thing I hated about. The Lou Ferrigno, one. he turned one time in the whole hour. He watch yeah, you
0: had to wait till the, the end. They they right, throw yeah, Bill Bixby behind one... some boxes, and then Lou Ferrigno comes out with some ripped pants and green makeup on. You're like, oh, right, hey, we're right, stoked. exactly. <laughs>
2: you get one scene, and that's it. You know, it's
3: over. <laughs> I and mean, I even remember that 70s
0: Spider-Man where he, he barely could spin webs or anything. He's just kind of like walking around, and it, it was kind of right, right. kind cheese ball, <laughs> but hey, man. Yep.
2: <laughs> we watch what we had. <laughs> Yo. Let me tell you, when you get a chance, I don't know if you've ever seen it. There's a Batman, right? That's way before Adam West and all of that. I don't know if you've ever seen that. Oh, okay. Have you ever seen it?
0: No, I don't think... It's like
2: black and white, and it's really old. I mean, it's so old, there's no Batmobile. They're in a regular car. In an Audi. In (laughs) a regular car driving. They're just driving in a car.
0: <laughs> what the heck? You All know, right, I'm going to go on YouTube like, and watch this.
2: <laughs> yo, I'm telling you, that was the funniest thing I've ever seen. They jumped in a car and drove like... This is how they got around.
0: I was going to say, like an Audi, right? Like a like an Audi from the 50s. Yeah, exactly. It's
2: like an Audi, like Audi 5000 here. You
0: know? Before Chill Will got it, Crazy. Batman was driving it. And uh, yeah. It, exactly. And the brakes didn't work in that oh, one sure. either. Uh,
2: <laughs> yeah, this car was so bad, man. I mean, I, I could give you I could We could sit and do an hour and a half off for of all this stuff I had fixed on this car, man.
0: Oh, I can't even imagine, man. You're probably like, Doug, why you put that in the song? Because now I'm always going to be remembered for this damn Audi. <laughs> right.
2: He's right. like, I'm in the Cherokee children, the Audi. You know. That was just crazy, man. I was like, oh, boy, I hate this Audi, man. But the song was made when I first got it. So we didn't know how bad it was. Oh, yeah, you're feeling great. Left the dealership,
0: you know, had that had that new money from <laughs> yeah, Oh My you know, God. You're feeling great. we're yeah. good.
2: Yeah, we're good money right now, you know. And it just then went all downhill from
0: there. Yeah, That's all know, right. I'm sure you've improved since then. I'm, I'm sure you've had some better cars <laughs> oh, ever yeah, since. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs>
2: oh, yeah, that was like, I was like, okay, no more of these. No more junk cars,
0: man. Like, these are terrible. <laughs> you know? That's great. Yeah, man. That's what's up. How, how's Barry, yeah. man? You talk too much uh, these days? You guys still yeah, hang out and everything, I Barry right? yesterday. Oh, okay.
2: Yeah, yeah, Barry's good. Barry's good. Uh-huh. Cool, man. Everybody's good. Doug's good. Barry's good. Rick's good. That's you know, awesome. everybody's cool.
0: Man. Uh-huh. That's awesome. Yeah, well, what's, we're all good. Man. Uh-huh. Thanks again, Chill Will, for coming on the Infinite Banter Podcast. Salute. And, uh, yeah, just I'm just really honored to have you on. And it's really cool to hear you talking about helping these artists, you know, get back out there and do shows and stuff like that. So hopefully with the pandemic kind of, oh, yeah, hopefully it gets over with, we can start seeing Chub Rock and, you know, Naughty by Nature yeah, again. Yeah,
2: exactly. Well, they're out there. They, you know, cancer, they're out now, you know, not as much as before because, you know, the pandemic and stuff, but everybody's still keeping it, you know, trying to hold it down, keep it together, you right. know, do what they got to do yeah Mm -hmm. no doubt man all right
0: man thanks chill will for coming Mm -hmm. on the show man i really appreciate your time dude
2: not a problem man not a problem anytime you know just hit me anytime i'm down
0: oh man (laughs) don't 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 say that because you know if i have a a week that goes by and i'm I'm desperate for a guest i might book you again
2: (laughs) hey call me yeah i'm in i got you man that's what's up (laughs) man chill will
0: from the legendary get fresh crew on the infinite banter podcast man salute once again man i appreciate it dude thank you man i
2: definitely appreciate it man
0: man that was a lot of fun talking with chill will and if he's not joking he'll be on here again he said he'll do it he made a mistake giving me his number i'll bother him (laughs) he'll be back on here sometime (laughs) oh man yeah we, we had to clown the audi a bit you know, I'm trying to think back of uh, some old cars I had. The first car I ever had was a Chevy Camaro. It was an 84, which sounds like, man, that's a pretty good first car. Well, I mean, it was it was tore up, and it had a lot of problems. And I remember putting a lot of money into it, got it fixed. Didn't last long because I had an accident with it. And then after that, I had a car called a Chevy Celebrity. Just the car sounded cool, but it didn't look very cool. I mean, that thing was so bad. I had to roll the window down to open the door because it didn't open from the inside. So I had to, like, put my arm out and open the latch to get out. In the summertime it was fine, the window was down already, but in the winter, man, that's brutal. You try to make sure no women are watching you as I was uh <laughs> opening that door. Ah, ah, the good old days. So, I definitely never had an Audi. I'm not on Joe Wills' level, but I definitely had some cars that had some problems. <laughs> that i remember so all right let's get back into some music from dougie fresh and the get fresh crew like i said from one of my favorite albums of all time oh my god and this one right here we talked a lot about this one i had to ask chill will about this track because it samples phantasm one of my favorite horror flicks and this song i remember as a kid listening to it just creeped me out it was mad eerie and if you guys never heard this before you're in for a treat I mean, i could easily play the show and you know all the way to heaven from that album but you guys know those songs i'm trying to go a little deeper here and and get you to really see the depth of what these guys are doing so here is play this only at night from dougie fresh and the get fresh crew and once again salute to my guy dj chill will chill town entertainment here we go play this only at night put the curtains down turn off the lights about to get a little eerie up in here on the infinite banter podcast
1: what up it's your man money b from digital underground raw fusion and money B and young hump representing that bay all day and of course i'm cool out and i'm rocking with infinite banter if you didn't know
0: after you listen to the infinite banter podcast do not forget to go listen to the nameless and unfamous podcast
1: i'd like to introduce you to the guys me, Russ. Yo, real quick, guys. Follow us on Twitter at for podcast and on IG at Use the hashtag Nameless famous. Email the show. We'll, we'll, we'll send you a sheet of our new POG giveaway. This is Clark. We may or may not have shot off illegal fireworks. We may or may <laughs> not. Just, just how about this? Everything I say, there's a may or may not in front of. Ah, of course. Rojo. That's right. It's Random Ass News, as we always love to bring you the most random, random. crazy stories. <laughs> Florida, man. Angry over gift shop's mess, who exposes himself in front of children? And well, you have to watch out what you say around ABM. Okay, I just have you guys know this has five percent alcohol in it. Okay, Russell, it might have five percent alcohol, but you are one hundred percent bitch. What's your name? <laughs> you. What? My name. I
3: didn't know
1: what? I What's the name of our podcast? Of podcast? Wait, wait, <laughs> nameless and. Unfamous.
3: Hi, this is Mark Carrier, and you're listening to Infinite Banter.
1: (laughs) Time for you
0: to leave, assholes. All right, that is Kirk Acevedo telling me it's time to get out of here, and that is exactly what I'm going to do. But before I do that, I did mention I want to talk about The Walking Dead. It is back. By the way, if you don't want to know anything about it, skip ahead about a minute. It's finally back. It's uh, been crazy with COVID. It's taken some time for them to really get the show back on track. They did a little mini uh, six-episode in-between thing they did, which was fine. A bunch of one-shots that sort of extended stories, you know, just, just some fill-in-the-gap type stuff. But now it's the final season, and it's going to be 24 episodes. It's going to be broken up in three segments of eight. Is that, is that my math right? 24? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that sounds right. So <laughs> So it came back, and it's going to be on for another seven weeks. I will say this, it was not a bad episode, but it definitely didn't feel like the big opening episode you'd expect, especially for a final season. You think it back in like season 5 with the awesome Terminus opening uh, episode and season 7 with the cliffhanger, wondering what happened with Negan and, and everything like that. There were so many just big-time premieres. And this one, was it's okay, it's fine, but it felt more like an episode 4 or an episode 5, like something that was just finishing a story that had already been established. So, you know, the ending was... Uh, Uh, really the only part that's memorable about is that uh, Negan left uh, Maggie stranded and we don't know if she's gonna make it I'm sure she'll be fine but you know find out next week but uh, it's okay it's fine I'm just excited it's back I know it's not like it used to be I know it's not the best show that it was in the world when it came out you know 10 years ago and it's kind of fallen off ever since like season 7 but I'm still there I'm representing they are going to see what these spin-offs are gonna be uh, it was a fun episode I mean there's some good stuff in there like I said it just didn't feel like an opener we'll see what the next episodes lead to and if it starts to build a bit maybe they're just going a little bit slower I do like the beginning of the episode where they go into the military base and there's a bunch of sleeping you know zombies and kind of wake them up a little bit of course you know stuff goes down as it always does but yeah some good stuff in there so definitely if you're a fan you know keep watching it like I am and I'm, I'm interested to hear people think of it it's going to be quite a dynamic between Maggie and Negan let's see how they get along I think eventually they're going to have to either kick Negan out he's have to go his own way. Or they're going to have to coexist somehow, and Negan's going to have to redeem himself to where the they won't keep doing this storyline anymore. Maggie wanted to kill him or look at him, you know, with the... as, as she should. I mean, dude, you know, did some terrible things, of course, but uh, specifically to her with Glenn. So glad the show's back. Can't wait to see the rest of the episodes and see how the season unfolds. Thanks again to my man DJ Chill Will for coming on the Infinite Banter podcast. Had a blast talking with him. Just uh, really cool having him on. I love getting these stories from the old time days and just seeing how how it relates to now. And, you know, he's still incorporating everything he's learned into what he's doing now with Chilltown Entertainment. So salute to DJ Chill Will. Thanks for checking out the show. Follow the show on Instagram, Facebook and Twitter at Infinite Banter Podcast. Go on YouTube. Type Infinite Banter. You will find clips from past guests. And of course, listen to the show on all digital platforms specifically spreaker go on pod chaser go on apple Podcasts. rate and review the show really appreciate it thanks again to the one and only dj chill will and i will promote that i will have mark carrier former chicago bears safety he will be coming on in a couple episodes i'm going to preview the nfl season and of course the chicago bears but we'll definitely talk about the entire nfl season coming up and get his take on it he's been on the show before and he was a lot of fun the first time so i can't wait to talk to him this time as well so that's it for the show thanks for checking it out And so i do another one of these. i'm out
1: hey asshole get off the road
2: being on the infinite banner with my man mark has been a pleasure